Today's scripture is from the book of Matthew, chapter 19, verses 13 through 30. Then children were being brought to him in order that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them. But Jesus said, let the children come to me and do not stop them. For it is to such that these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And he laid his hands on them and went on his way. Then someone came to him and said, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. Also, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, I have kept all of these. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard these words, he went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it will be hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astounded and said, Then who can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals, it is impossible. But for God, all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, look, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man is seated on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother, or wife, or children, or fields for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. This is kind of the, this long passage that we uh, shared today is, a, is one of those things that actually kind of goes a little bit full circle a little bit. We start out with Jesus uh, being approached by children. Now, children at the time of the first century were not very respected. They were bossed around quite a bit. They weren't valued very much. In, in some families, they were, but it, it usually depended on whether or not uh, it was part of, part of the lineage, whether or not it could carry on the family, whether or not you could... Uh, we talked about this a little bit uh, last week with marriage and things like that. And sadly, a lot of children uh, succumbed to a lot of disease and things like that. And, and many times, children, uh, they were lucky if they could make it past the age of 12. Uh, it was really a, a horrible time. And in the time that Jesus is, is walking around, the children that would have come up to him were people that were in a, an oppression uh, state and they were, you know, the Roman was ruling and all of this kind of stuff. And so the, there was a lot of poverty. There was a lot of um, people that just had nothing. And so it's easy to imagine that the children that were approaching Jesus were um, people that really didn't have much. You know, they were dirty, they were, uh, you know, but for some reason, they saw Jesus and they thought, approachable, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see Jesus. Now, the disciples, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, always look the best and everything, and they're the ones that, that say, you know, get away from him, he's not ready for you and all that kind of stuff. And Jesus is like, 
Shut up. What are you doing? You know, have the children actually come to me. Let them come to me because it's for them that the kingdom of heaven is. And so now we hear this story about these, these poor kids and these, the, the, the people that are uh, the, the least respected of the population coming to Jesus and him saying, those are the ones that the kingdom of heaven is for. That's who I'm here for. We jump ahead full circle now to a rich guy coming to Jesus and saying, hey, what do I need to do to inherit that kingdom of yours? What do, what do I need to do? He's, he's, he doesn't come up and like the children, the children is like, Jesus, hey, you know, and all this kind of stuff. The guy's like, I'm ready to make a deal. Okay, so what is this going to cost me to get in there? You, ever, you notice that? And Jesus says, obey the, the commandments. And his reply is, which ones? Because I, I, I don't want to do all 10. Let's bargain about this. Let's talk about this. And let's try to negotiate and see what it is, what it is to take and get into the kingdom of heaven. This is a rich person. Now, rich people in the first century didn't, well, they're kind of like a lot of rich people today. It would take generations, in most cases, for a family to gain wealth. And in many times, if a person came up to you in, in the present time and said, I'm rich, it usually meant they inherited something. It usually meant that that was passed by generation to generation. We look at people like this, you know? Uh, that's who we kind of picture as the, the, the person there, you know. Uh, I know his car looked out of place in the first century, you know, and people were jealous, you know. They weren't really jealous because there was no gas. So well, they couldn't, I mean, what is he going to do? But um, he, he's bargaining with Jesus, and Jesus names just a, he doesn't name all ten commandments. Did you notice that? He just names a few, you know, honor your mother and don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't murder. But then he adds one that's not, a, that's not actually a ten commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. He tags that. Love your neighbor as yourself. He looks at the rich guy who's trying to bargain, and that's the one that he trips him up with. Also, love your neighbor as yourself. This guy's trying to make a deal. He's trying to make uh, bargaining and all this kind of stuff. After, after children have come to Jesus, this guy thinks that he can work a deal with Jesus. And the, the one that he emphasizes most. I, I just picture it as like a little pause. You know, Jesus saying, yeah, you got to do this, you know, and, you know, you don't commit adultery, you don't, you know, honor your father and mother, and, and then look at sternly, love your neighbor as yourself. The guy says, well, I've done all that. I've done all that, all that in my life, you know? So I'm in, right? I'm good? We good? Is, is that right? Can I get a receipt for that? Is this tax deductible? He says, what else, do I, what else do I need to do? And Jesus says, if you really want to be, you want to be perfect, take everything that you have and sell it and give everything to the poor. This is where it comes full circle a little bit. Jesus is telling this rich person that has inherited something, he hasn't really earned it. And he's telling this rich person, take everything that you have and make sure that you're feeding these guys. Make sure you're helping them. them. We, what we have here is something called entitlement. And entitlement is something that a lot of people love to accuse others of having. Um, but this is a person that assumed that he was able to make a deal with Jesus and get that eternal life 
He had inherited his money. He had gained all of this stuff. He had sat pretty. He had this fancy car. He had the good jacket. He had uh, the tailored schmuck. You know, I mean, everything, he was, he was in. All he had to do was make that deal because he was entitled. He knew that in that neighborhood, he was the stuff, you know? And Jesus said, uh, if you want to be the stuff, you got to get rid of all your stuff. And you got to help them. That was a little bit more than the guy could handle. Suddenly he felt uh, grief. They said that he went away grieving his stuff. Now, we always look at that as entitlement. We don't, and we look at the, the juxtaposition between the rich guy here and the children that came to see Jesus. Isn't that a cute kid? Imagine him coming up to Jesus with that smile. And imagine being somebody that said, don't bother him right now. You know? I would imagine that uh, a child like this, several of them were the ones that came to Jesus. And they were probably even, they were dirty. They were uh, poor. They didn't know what a word entitlement was. The only thing that they knew was that they were, they were in the presence of God. Something told them that this Jesus was somebody that they wanted to surround themselves with. And then, and then again, you got this guy. He doesn't really care about Jesus. What he wants is that kingdom. How do, how do I enjoy? I'm, I'm rich now in this life. I'm doing good. How do I prolong this? How do I make this last forever? Entitlement. We, we think of things and we think about entitlement. People that say, I deserve this. I deserve this. And the disciples are even saying, we've given up everything for you. We've given up everything. We know what that's like to give up everything. So, who, who's really entitled? You've got the children that Jesus says the kingdom belongs to them. You've got the disciples that have given up everything that Jesus says, you, you will sit there with me. You've got the rich guy that's wanting to make a deal. In that society, who was seen as the one that was entitled? It's funny, when we look at the word entitlement, we, we always think of someone else. Oh, that, that rich guy, doggone him. Doesn't he know better? Just, he's so stupid. Thinks he's got all that. He thinks he's entitled. Where do we think we're entitled? Let's play, let's play a different scenario here, okay? How many people here are billionaires? Because <laughs> I want to talk to you. <laughs> we, we can make a deal. <laughs> How many people feel entitled? You, you do. You just, <laughs> I don't know about that. Depends on what day. 
<laughs> What's that? You feel entitled to the, 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 the basic needs that you have. And that's what Jesus is telling us. According to children, he picks the poorest people and he says, they, they're entitled to me. They're entitled to me. How many of you drive a car? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you see him driving, stay on the, well, actually stay on the road because <laughs> he'll be on the sidewalk. So how many of us, now I'm asking honesty here, how many of us get behind that wheel and everybody that is driving in front of us that is too slow is a jerk, right? And the people that zip past us, oh, they're crazy, <laughs> right? How many of us, if you ever want to gauge whether or not you feel entitled, measure your behavior inside that car? You know, it's funny. If, if we are walking in the street, if I'm just walking down the sidewalk, say I'm at the farmer's market over here in Fallbrook, and I'm walking down, and Dave comes by, and I accidentally bump Dave. I say, oh, excuse me, I'm terribly sorry. And he says, oh, no problem, you know. And we just move along our way. We're civilized, right? But that magic car that we get inside, that we think that nobody can see us, nobody knows anything, we suddenly think that we are king of the world, and if the same thing happened where I'm driving and David cuts in front of me, what do we do? I'm not going to tell you what I do. <laughs> I have a church uh, decal on my car. <laughs> I can't do very much. But I'm thinking it. I'm thinking, oh, who's that guy think he is? He thinks he can just drive everywhere. He thinks he can cut in front of me. Doesn't he see me? Doesn't he appreciate the Chevy Malibu? <laughs> and we do. We start to think that stuff. We start to think, how dare you? And in some cases, if we're in a really bad place in our lives, what do we do if someone's going a little too slow or they've cut in front of us? We, we, we honk. We, we tag them. We, 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 we tailgate. We, we tell them they're number one without really showing us they're number one. We, yeah, oh, I love that. I love it when it's a two-lane, you're driving next to them, and you give them that look. What are you, what are you doing? I give them a thumbs down. You give them a thumbs down. Like Caesar. That is a good measure of entitlement. We oftentimes think of the rich guy. We oftentimes think of this story and we think of the person that has things and all of this kind of stuff. But it has to apply to every part of our life. Jesus was not really talking about the material things in this world. He wasn't really talking about just a person that was rich. He was talking about this person does not get the concept of loving your neighbor as yourself. And I'm going to test them on it by saying, are you willing to give everything that you have to share with somebody that is your neighbor? Now, we can apply this same concept behind the wheel. When we're behind that wheel, we think the road is our inheritance. We think we own it. We think that we are entitled to get from our destination 
where, where we're going to, without anybody getting in our way. We're entitled. In that sense, I think it's easier for all of us to put ourselves in the shoes of that rich person that Jesus was talking about. Yeah, you, you do have that car. You, you do drive. You do get to be on that road. But the minute that somebody cuts in front of you, the minute you have to share that space, the minute somebody is in front of you that's going a little bit slower and you're upset because you left late, <laughs> I hit a button there. <laughs> we think that we're entitled and our neighbor is not. Jesus calls us to love our neighbor as ourself. He's not specific of where. We are supposed to do that everywhere. On the sidewalk, bump, oh, no problem. In the car, that magical wheel, that's the true test. For me, I mean, there are several tests, but that's definitely one of them. How are you acting when you don't think that your neighbor can really see who you are? That's the test. And, and how many of us have ever been that person that has accidentally cut in front of somebody or, or didn't see somebody or made that mistake? That's when we're like, oh, come on, I'm human, right? But if someone else does it, they're a monster. When we make that mistake, when we feel, oh, shoot, I didn't see that scar. And the person's given us that look. Maybe that's how the childs feel. Maybe that's a little reminder of what it was like to be a kid. Maybe it's a little reminder today of what it's like to people that have no idea what entitlement means. People that are criticized for who they are. Culture, race, economics, whatever you want to call it. There are people in this world that don't feel like they have the same chance that the rest of us do. There are people in this world that if they make a mistake behind the wheel, it could be a lot more dangerous for them. They know what it's like to be that child. The child that Jesus said that. Those. They are the ones that the kingdom is for. May we, when we leave here and we're driving out of this parking lot, and I've seen some of you drive, it's going to be a good test. May we think like children. Children who just see Jesus and love and kindness. 
May we embrace that. And may we, when we're in the car, in person, at the store, may we see the person that is around us as a child of God. You want to know who your neighbor is? It's whoever you happen to be around. Funny thing about that is it can be in person. It could be a person you see on the news. It could be a person you see over there. This world is filled with them. And every single one of them is a child of God. And what does Jesus say? Love your neighbor as yourself. It's not so much about entitlement as it is about love. The love of Christ for Christ's children. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we don't deserve your love. Every single one of us has fallen short of uh, trying to win you over by our actions or behavior. Every one of us has made that mistake. We've cut in front of people and we have not forgiven people that have cut in front of us. Help us to just know that you love us. Help us to, to, to see the world the way that you see the world. Help us to remember what it's like to be a child. Help us to remember that the world is filled with your children, your neighbors, our neighbors. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.